morning, everyone, and welcome to the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for this Sunday, Mother's Day 2023. So glad, so glad that you have joined us for worship, either here in person or online. You know, we do get some people online from England and from Canada. That's kind of exciting. We're an international congregation. Who knew that? And some people travel as far as the, the southeast coast to come and worship with us. And we're glad to see Susan today. It's so glad to have you with us. Blessings on all of you. You might want to turn and uh, greet one another. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are so glad to be together as a family of faith. Let us center ourselves in the spirit and begin worship. call to worship and remain standing for the <clears throat> invocation from the north to the south from the east to the west all are welcome here with hands raised our hearts quietly pondering we come to worship God bringing our love opening our minds we draw near to God near to each other and near to Christ the word of God your hearts. Let us pray. God of all nations, for creating us in all our diversity, yet calling us together in our common humanity, we offer you our thanks and praise. Speak to us with your spirit of truth. Reveal your loving presence to us. Seated. 
What the World Needs Now was one of 73 top 40 hits written by Burt Bacharach, lyrics by Hal David. It released in 1965, two years before the Summer of Love, when countless songs were produced to reflect our divinely inspired desire for peace and love. Bacharach passed this last February, and we sing this to honor his song, Timeless Message. Oh, sorry about that. And like Mother's Love, this song speaks to our hearts and connects us to our purpose, to spread love wherever we go. Thank you, Bert. Happy Mother's Day, and to all mothers at heart. Happy Mother's Day, and enjoy the show. the mothers and grandmothers and aunts, the female representative of the children up here would please come and the children have something to give to you. And it says, Happy Mother's Day. My hands can show my heart's love for you. And then kids go sit back down.
So, Aurora, I don't think we need to do children's moments. I think the kids just did children's moments for us. What do you think? Y'all agree? You want me to be quiet? You're going to hear me enough today. <laughs> so, that was gorgeous, you guys. And I am so honored that I got to be here with you today to hear that important, important message to everybody. And as you talked about love, I got to thinking, hey, Aurora, what makes the attributes of a mother? And you guys out there, you can yell out at me. Patience. Patience. I feel like, um... I think somebody turned you off. I feel like a mom, like, usually puts um, aside her pride a lot. A mom is humble. She puts aside her pride. It's a little closer. Oh, Luke, what? They feed us. That's really important, huh? What other things? Anybody else? Nurturing. Oh, that's my key word today. What? Did you know that? A mother nurtures us, and I think that that encompasses everything that a mom does. And sometimes they may not be our biological mom. Sometimes they may be not even a female, honestly. It's the person that comes into your life, and I think we have many of them, that spread the love, the safety, and a place to rest for each of us. So guys, thank you so much for sharing. And I think I'm going to cut it short today. You want to pray with me? Y'all repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for our moms. Thank you for the love, the safety, and the food. Be with us today and always. And all God's children say, amen. All right, there is Sunday school for those of you that would like to go to Sunday school. And Miss Pam is waiting in the back. And Miss Chris is on her way. <laughs>
of nurture and motherhood that is in the church. We give you thanks, Lord God. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And so we, we pray to you, Lord God, as, as perhaps we might pray to a mother that you would nurture us, that you would be there for us and, and help to heal us and to pick us up and to send us off. We pray for your kindness and your forgiveness. We pray for your patience with us. We pray for your unconditional love of us. That it might indeed, whatever stage of life we are in right now, it might indeed continue to transform us and lead us forward. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. This morning, we think of one of the mothers among us, Kathy Drake, who has uh, fought a spirited battle against cancer for a couple years now and has passed away this last week. We pray for her husband, Ken. We pray for Jason, her son. We pray for all those around her that have loved her and will miss her. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Sandy DeLong, Sarah Pierce, Pastor Anna, Dick Gustafson, and Paul's friend Steve as they deal with the effects of their cancer or of their treatments. We pray that you would strengthen them and, and help them to move forward into greater health. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Esther Mayer's great-granddaughter, Abby, a seven-year-old who has been readmitted to the hospital for care. And with Esther, we also pray for Abby's grandmom, Esther's daughter, Denise, as she handles the challenges of this hospitalization. Oh, Lord. Hear our prayers. We pray for Steve Lamberg's friend, Linda Kaplan, who is going to see, after a diagnosis, uh, a neurosurgeon for advice on how to proceed with her illness. We pray for Guillermo Tadeo improving from an emergency surgery two weeks ago. for Janet Todd as she continues to heal from her back pain. Oh Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for Herb Berger and Steve Ames as they are settling into a period of time in a care facility to gain and improve their health. We pray for both of them that they might find the path forward. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for those suffering from COVID and, and their caregivers. We pray words of thanks for the medical personnel who have steadied us through this challenging time. 
O Lord, hear our prayer. And Lord, we pray for those who are suffering from extreme weather around the globe and in our country. We pray that we all might be better stewards of the gift of your creation. We pray for those who are suffering oppression and suffering the outcome of random gun violence and war. We pray that we might be better keepers of our brothers and sisters. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We take a moment now in our private prayer thoughts to think of other people and situations. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And as we celebrate and perhaps even gather together in special ways, uh, Mother's Day this weekend and this day, we think of Janelle Sanders' grandbabies that were just born this weekend. Evelyn and Theo, they have arrived and there is joy overflowing in that extended family and we share that joy today as a family of faith with them. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church, our continued ministries. We pray that you might help us to maintain and enhance our effectiveness and vitality. We seek to be faithful. We seek to make a difference because of your grace and love in our lives. May it be so. Help us, Lord God, that it would be so. We pray this in your Son's holy name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you.
Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of John. Hear the words of John 14, 15 through 21. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Good morning. As you probably have learned by now in the last 10 months, I do very little traditional. At least I try not to. So... I'm going to open us in a different prayer than you are used to, so bear with me. Open our ears, Lord. Open our hearts to receive your word. May those words flow from you and our advocate, that I am just a vessel. Amen. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. But you know him, and he abides in you. So today we are here in a day of celebration. We're celebrating our mothers, our nurturers, but I have to tell you, as much as I love being a mother, and as much as I loved my own mother, this has not always been my favorite day. You see, there are many in this world for whom this day is not a day of flowers and love. If you're one of those, I see you. 
So as I begin today's sermon, I would like to share with you this beautiful poem prayer written by Reverend Sarah Agnew. As a community, we take time to pause and give thanks for the gifts of mothers. Shining a light on a gift, shadows fall, and we acknowledge the shadows too. We celebrate and give thanks, each of us, for our mothers, the women who carried us in her womb, those who gave birth to us and brought us into life. But we lament, each of us, at separation from our mothers at different times, through conflict, distance of place, or death. We lament, seek to forgive, and be forgiven. We celebrate and give thanks, each of us, for those who have been mothers to us, our aunts, our pseudo-aunts, big sisters, friends, mentors, and teachers, the women who have nurtured and taught us, encouraged us, and shaped us with love. But we do lament, each of us, the women who have caused us pain, who have abandoned or neglected us, mistakenly or intentionally caused us harm. We lament the hurt we have caused to women, our friends, colleagues, neighbors, sisters, aunts, and mothers. We lament, seek to forgive, and be forgiven. But we celebrate and give thanks for the women in our communities. The women and men are different, but it invites us into partnership and invites us to share the burdens and the joys of life. For the many strengths of women, their gifts of peacemaking, nurture, education, entrepreneurship, healing wisdom, creative, creativity, endurance, collaboration, physicality, and so much more, we are grateful. But we lament together that women are still discounted because they are women in our culture and in others that the difference between women and men is seen as threatening, a power struggle, a competition, or a hierarchy. It's not. We know your dream for us. We lament, seek to forgive, and be forgiven. We celebrate those of us who are mothers and grandmothers, the joy and privilege it is to collaborate with you in the creation of life. We give thanks for our children and their uniqueness and the delight we find in watching and helping them grow. We lament those of us who are not mothers and want to be, or those who are mothers of children who have died. We lament and have no words for our grief. But we celebrate and give thanks for you, our mother and God, whose wings enfold us like those of a mother hen, who give birth to all that lives, who loves fiercely, protectively, and with great delight. We celebrate what we know of you as like a mother. And we welcome home by God as a mother welcomes her children. Come now under the wings of God. Come now into the warmth of love. You are forgiven. You are loved. Precious child of the mothering God. 
So as we celebrate together the lives of those who have nurtured us, who have raised us in the faith, our mothers, our aunts, our chosen family and friends, it is important that we celebrate the nurturing gift of the Holy Spirit. God embraces both the masculine and the feminine, but it is through the Holy Spirit that we begin to embrace the feminine side of God. The Holy Spirit is symbolized in scripture as wind, fire, light, and water. And it is the creative and freeing power of God let loose in the world. The spirit was originally translated as feminine in the Hebrew, ruach. I don't always say that right. Was I close? Awesome. And in Greek, the translation is neither male nor female in gender with the word pneuma. Although these translations themselves do not tell the gender of the Holy Spirit, the activities of the Spirit as creator, nurturer, protector, and a force of nature seek out the needs of her children with power to encourage, and it is remarkably parallel to that of women's experiences. The Holy Spirit is also mentioned in Scripture as having the traits of a mother. In Numbers, we hear a mother suckling her children and being responsible for their care. In Deuteronomy, a mother who gave birth to the Israelites. In Isaiah, a woman in labor whose forceful breasts are an image of the divine power. I could go on and on. So the other day, I was in my room and I was thinking about nurturing faith our mothers, and all that was to come. And I looked up into our window and there was a stained glass pitcher. It was one of the most important gifts, memorable gifts, sentimental gifts that I've ever been given. After Jeff and I were engaged, he went to his grandfather, who was a master craftsman in glass. And he said, Grandpa, we, I don't know what you really said, but this is what I think you said. <laughs> we got engaged with Beauty and the Beast. We fell in love with Beauty and the Beast. And so for Christmas, I'd like to give Christy a Beauty and the Beast stained glass window. I opened it that Christmas and you could see the loving, nurturing care that went into that stained glass. Each piece cut to fit the picture. Putting the puzzle together, soldering it all together to form an image. The glass that's here right now that I've brought to you was made by my mother-in-law who took over after her father passed. And I like it and I brought it to you because the dove is the symbol of our Holy Spirit. Um, there's one of them. I had them closer, but I was afraid with the kids that we may not be able to. <laughs> I can't do it. I need your help. There's the other one. I guess I should go 
way backwards. <laughs> Ignore him. He's going to fix that back up for me. Isn't that what the Holy Spirit does in each of our lives? The Holy Spirit is a perfect role model for our nurturers, bringing us into the family of faith. Let's look at what our scripture says about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches us, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you, in your hearts, so that you don't need anyone to teach you what is right. For he teaches you in all things. He is the truth and no liar. And so, just as he has said, you must live in Christ and never depart from him. After I just told you the Holy Spirit was feminine, the scripture turned it back. What's up with that? I don't, I'm like, wait a minute here. A good mother teaches her children and recognizes that just as important to nourish the mind and soul as it is to feed them physically, she teaches them wisdom by her example, and she teaches them right from wrong, what is true and what is not true, and how to recognize the difference. The Holy Spirit comforts us, but when the Father sends the Comforter instead of me, and by the comforter, I mean the Holy Spirit. She will teach you much, as well as remind you of everything I myself have told you. All right, guys, all children run to their mother for comfort, whether they've had a nurturing mother or a mother that was not so nurturing. They get a boo-boo, where do they want to go? They don't want dad. Love you, men. They want those hugs, those kisses, that warmth to know that they are safe. Just the touch of a mother soothes their body and soul. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. And he has put his own Holy Spirit into our hearts as proof to teach us that we are living with him and he with us. The soul connection between a mother and her child is unexplainable outside the understanding of spiritual things. So much of our emotional security and sense of safety comes from knowing a good mother. Our mother will always be there. She never really leaves. Sorry, I know I'm cutting in and out. The Holy Spirit intercedes in prayer for us. In the same way that the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, and he, she, who teaches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God and for all of God's people in accordance to the wills of God. All right, I'm gonna take a show of hands in this one. How many of you intercede for your kids even when they're 50 and 60 and 70? Yeah, I think there's some nurturing in both male and female, right? We all do that. We all have those likenesses of the Holy Spirit. I can pretty much tell you, I think the kids' school is tired of me showing up. <laughs> It's okay, you graduate soon, we're good. <laughs> Holy Spirit builds faith in us. 
For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. The greatest way to teach a child the reality and benefits of faith is by example. The nurturers in our life have lived an amazing example that we have all learned from and grown from. And now our example teaches the next generation. And the Holy Spirit calls our giftings and purpose to us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Now I know we've stolen that, and especially as we're going to graduation, it's not exactly what they were talking about at the time. But a wise mother is really good at discerning. A wise mother sees our talents, our passions. We had a gorgeous example right here. A wise nurturer who has put them together. Thank you very much. But to watch their talents, their soloists. I'm like, I'm trying to pick out moms as I go who was up there, but I love you all. And you've nurtured your child and you've seen them grow in what they are called to do, whether they're gonna become opera singers or they're gonna become, I don't know, not trash men, the other side. These are our children and we love them where their gifts and their talents lie. And the Holy Spirit enables us to give love. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. As time spins on this earth faster and faster and our culture gets further and further removed from love, friends, our nation is so filled with hate right now. And mothers need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to pray for their children ceasingly in order for children to navigate this world with hope and love. And I'm not just talking mothers there. Dads, you're in this too. Those pseudo-aunts, those adopted families, those adopted big family. Jeff and I never lived around family. We adopt a big family and y'all are part of it now. God is love, and God in all things, all love comes from him. So Paul sums up this amazing love of God that's almost too big to comprehend in this way. In these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So what makes a mother the perfect conduit for nurturing faith? I would say it's due to the Holy Spirit and to the love that flows through her. It was because she was filled with the Holy Spirit 
and allowed the spirit to dwell within her and download all of the nurturing gifts of her character. To her, the most important role in her life was to mother, to nurture her children physically, emotionally, and spiritually, as well as anyone else's children who needed physical and spiritual nourishment. So I know when I tell this story that I'm speaking to a room full of people that could probably say pretty close to the same thing. Yesterday morning, I conducted a funeral. I, she was in her late 80s, and she died from endometrial cancer. And in the eulogy, and I wish I had it in front of me, the kids wrote, I don't know how our mother did it. She worked a full-time job. She came home, she cleaned house, she was a good mother, a good spouse, and there was always a healthy dinner ready and made. Our mother also, this is my favorite part, kept things that we love to eat in the pantry, like Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its and cheese whiz and all of that fun stuff. But friends, I believe each and every one of us can feel that in our soul. It may not have been our biological mother. It may not have been a female, although we're talking about our mothers here today. But that nurturing love of the Holy Spirit continues to ride around us, in us, and through us. And I think that is amazing. If we look at the fruits of the Holy Spirit... We are surrounded with divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that embraces, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, and a faith that prevails, a gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Just like every single piece in our stained glass pitcher, in our windows around us. We're surrounded in gorgeous stained glass today, always. I guess you don't take it out after today. (laughs) But just like those pieces, the love poured over it. Our mothers or mothering fingers, figures, have the same nurturing spirit within them. Friends, even if your mother wasn't nurturing, was not who we are talking about today. I promise you that God placed other nurturing people in your lives to love you, to surround you, and to help form the picture that is you. With When God's light shines through the beautiful picture, the light touches more and more people. And the nurturing faith is spread across the land. Whether for you Mother's Day is a day to celebrate or not, receive the nurturing gifts of the Holy Spirit and spread those gifts to everyone that you meet. Friends, you, all of you, are God's beautiful masterpiece. So much better than the beautiful stained glass. And that's 
saying a lot. Let your light shine through. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the mothering Holy Spirit, shalom and amen. second Sunday of the month, we are having a mission moment, and it is about uh, Haven Hills, and we're going to begin with a quick video, and then Candace Shehorn is going to say a word or two about that, and then we will move into our offering. He was my high school sweetheart. Like, I never thought in a million years that... I would end up with going through this. I woke up every morning in fear, like what was gonna set him off? Was it gonna be I took too long of a shower? Was it gonna be that, you know, we didn't have the right milk? I don't know. It was, it was terrifying. Everybody was living on eggshells. I was very isolated to the point that I had to ask permission. I made excuses because he was the only breadwinner. If I had lost weight, if I was prettier, maybe he'd be nicer. I eventually realized that he wasn't gonna get any better and he was just gonna get worse. And that's when I knew we had to leave. And that's where I learned about Haven Hills. Haven Hills taught me that it was okay to take care of myself first. Um, they taught me that I couldn't take care of my children if I wasn't okay. So they gave me that permission to, to heal. Um, they taught me the cycle of abuse, so I understood what was happening to me. I'm someone special. Um, I'm important, and I learned to value myself. The group therapy um, is what saved me, knowing that I wasn't alone, knowing that there was no time limit to heal. I no longer see myself as a victim of domestic violence. I know I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I'm not afraid anymore because now I have a future. says it all, doesn't it, um, about what Haven Hills does. But since 1977, Haven Hills has lived up survivors of domestic violence to transform their lives 
They have shelter, crisis intervention, counseling advocacy, and activities supporting increased economic opportunities, excuse me, for 2,500 women and men each year. And by doing this, they help survivors of domestic violence find the strength within themselves to break the cycle of abuse and build a new productive and joyful life for themselves and their children. During the month of May, when we celebrate our mothers, the mission committee has chosen to lift up Haven Hills in Canoga Park as our mission of the month. Haven Hills is one of the largest and oldest domestic violence organization in Los Angeles. They provide safety, shelter, and support to domestic violence survivors. They save lives, they inspire change, and transform victims to empowered survivors. By donating to Haven Hills, you can help mothers, parents, raise their children in a safe and healthy environment. The Missions Committee thanks you for your consideration and support of Haven Hills. Thank you. You are invited to share of your financial resources via the instructions that will have appeared on the screen to help you support the ministries of Christ that happen through the, our congregation. Your generosity is needed to keep us going and doing the good we do. So give generously and be a part of what happens in the lives through the congregation of the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village.
holy God, we ask that you bless these gifts and those who gave them, so our ministries in your Son's spirit might thrive, helping your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. had seen everything that was on the screen, but I do want to hold up that June 3rd is going to be graduation Sunday. So if you have a graduate that has not been given to the front office, it's kind of important to get it sooner than later um, so that we do not leave anybody out on this important Sunday. And one last thing, and I will talk really quick, but I want to share with you that I gave a report to one of the other churches this week on how many kids... I didn't put in even the adults, because I love you all, how many kids' lives I've touched in the last 10 months. So when I tell you they were on our rolls somewhere, I did not count those that I've had no contact with at all. You guys, it's 55 kids. We have that many who have either emailed with me or I've heard from parents or something. Y'all, God's spirit is alive. We are nurturing, we are mothering, and we are growing. So with that, bringing God's love, loving presence to the world. Go forth, trusting that our companion God goes with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.